My Leah. Hi. <laughs> I never know how to start the podcast off when I'm having conversations with wonderful people like you. I just I, I feel like screaming your name is probably the best way to do it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know. I always think I, I always have to figure out like how should I start this? Cause it's always I know. like I do the same thing. I'm like, how do I start this? Yeah. But it's okay. We're going to get right into it. First of all, I just want to take a second to say thank you so much for being on the Naked Gal podcast and being open to getting naked with us about who you are and your journey and just the wonderful person that you are. I just, I'm so excited for people to get to know you. So thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. It's, it's been a long time planned. I know. I know. So I want to start off um, just to get the listeners up to, and up to date about who you are. So just give us a little rundown on who Mylia Salcinas is. Okay, so I am Mylia Salcinas. I am 26 years old. I will. I'm actually going to be 27 in like a few weeks. So I'm actually really excited. Happy early birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's almost Libra season, so I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I only pay attention to my horoscope, which is probably not a not a good thing, but I like it's kind of hard not to like it's because it's like there's so many. So what do you know? Learn? Like you just know yourself. But um <laughs> yeah, so I have I live um I'm like back and forth from like Cypress, Texas and McAllen because I still have like a lot of, of my stuff there. And I also have like appearances for the book signings from my um, children's book, You Can Do a Chickadee. So I always have to go back and forth from there. Okay. But I'm also doing makeup for Team Flawless. Um, we're, they're based off of Houston, but they're international. So I've been doing that for work as of lately. And it's so much fun because I feel like it's a form of self-expression and it makes me feel good. Like, you know, it's a form of art. So mm -hmm. I, that's why I really like makeup artistry. And um, aside from that, when I'm not doing that, I am working on my nonprofit. Me and my best friend started it because we felt like there was lack of resource and conversations, especially in the Rio Grande Valley and the Latino community. It is very stigmatized. So we really wanted to bring it back there and help end the stigma. So that's kind of about me, what I've been doing. Um, I, have, I love that. I know it's it's been a very interesting like two years that this is all has, has happened. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to start off with your book. Tell us about your children's book. I think it's that's amazing. Like at yes, twenty six, so, you have a. So my mom has been a writer my whole life, and pretty much her whole life. Um, she really started writing on the monitor which is a local newspaper in mccallan texas um she started freelance writing for them whenever i was born so she um recently stopped but she um gave me the writing bug pretty much she's written many children's books and books of her own as well as featured in chicken soup of the latino soul i don't know if you've ever read chicken, wow. chicken soup books yeah, I mean, I've heard of them and I've been, it's been on my reading list for so long, but I think this is a sign from the universe because right. I thought about it the other day. So that is amazing. Yeah, so she uh, has been featured in a lot of stuff and she's just, she loves to write. That's just her passion. Um, so I, I, you know, when I was 
going through my anxiety and depression. Like it was really hard for both of us. And now that, you know, we're, I'm good and I'm able to talk about it. You know, my mom was like, let's write a children's book together. Like, you know, let's combine our experiences and like what we went through and help children and families, educators, um, guardians, whoever reads it, understand mental health a little bit better. I know it's a children's book, but you know, a lot of schools, especially in the Valley has, have actually used it for their high schoolers just to open the conversation up. So regardless, I think it's for all ages. Um, you know, so I think it's That's really beautiful. A good, yeah, I'm really happy that, you know, adults are kind of using it to educate teenagers. I never really thought that would be the case. Mm -hmm. You know, I only thought it would be uh, like early childhood prevention. But I mean, I think it's very important that they're doing that as well. And I'm glad that they are. Yeah, I mean, mental health is something that everyone deals with, everyone, you know, to a certain extent. We all extent. have mental health. Like, we all yeah. So I, I want to ask you, um, because you said that it, your writing at the time had reflected on uh, depression and anxiety that you had gone through. Yes. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Sure. So when I was a teenager, um, I was going through depression, which I didn't really know that I was. I just know I was acting up. I was doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing. You know, I was 16, 17. And at that point, this was like 2009 or 10, like it was mental health was still very stigmatized. Um, I only had like a few, like a, I would say like two to three people that I actually spoke to about everything I was going through, but they were never in my immediate friend group. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there are always people that, you know, you sometimes meet at a time in your life and you needed to meet them for them to help you and for them to hear you out. So I only had like a few people to talk about, but I feel like if I were to have maybe talked about it more openly, people would understand me a little bit better. I always felt like I had a guard up, you know, trying to mm -hmm. mask the true, <laughs> the true feelings and emotions I was feeling inside. Why do you feel that that is? And what is it that you were feeling that you were trying to mask? I just, the hurt, the pain, the sadness that I couldn't really explain. Like there was no reason. I never went through anything traumatic um, in my life or um, in that stage of in my life. But I feel like, you know, the drama, everything that happened does take a toll on your mental health. And I was, it was just, um, it was just, a, I feel like I had to have a strong backbone and protect myself because, mm. you know, it's that typical high school um, you see on like <laughs> TV is like very, I mean, I had fun, don't get me wrong. I was in cheer, I was in year, yearbook. Um, so I had distractions too, to mm -hmm. distract me from what I was really feeling inside. Um, and the first time I actually self-harmed was in high school too. And I, it wasn't, it was something I was extremely embarrassed about. I would try to hide it as much as I could. Um, and even today, like people ask me what, what happened to your arm? And of course I have to explain because I feel like, I mean, I don't have to explain to anyone actually, but mm -hmm. um, I do anyway, because it's just um, the truth. It's what happened. It's who I am, you know, unfortunately, like I decided well, to do that. 
I feel like when you share something about yourself that's so vulnerable and so, so just, it's, it's your story, you know, it's a part of your story. It's what you went through. It's what you grew through. And I feel like when you're able to share that part of you that you've grown from, it, it enables other people to open up about their pain and what and they're it, going yeah. through. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like self-harm. It could be anything that they're struggling with, um, you know, that they see like, okay, I'm not alone. Like maybe I can mm -hmm. talk about this one day or maybe I can bring it up in this conversation. Like I feel like a lot of people are surprised when I tell them the truth. And obviously it's in the setting, like if I'm, drinking at a bar with friends and someone comes up to me and asks like i'm obviously probably not going to get into it <laughs> yeah but um but you know if anyone asks me and we're having a conversation and stuff i feel the need to be honest with them yeah so i want to go into a little bit of the woman that you've become through yeah. going through the healing um of this so did you find what did what do you feel like was something that helped you heal from the depression and anxiety that you faced that helped you become the woman you are today so um at first i'll be completely honest i was doing things like you know in my 20 like when i was 22 23 doing things that probably weren't the best for my health and mental health i was you know like i said i was trying to heal trying to mask some of the feelings I was still feeling because of course you still need to cope with it like you're always mm -hmm. gonna like mental health anxiety depression is always gonna be a part of me so um I was just trying to figure out ways and that wasn't the healthy way but I feel like once I turned you know once I got that out of my system um and you know I kind of realized and started taking a step back and dating myself and figure out what do I like like what do I really like what do I enjoy what what things trigger me so I can prevent it from happening. Like mm -hmm. I really took that time to fix my mindset on certain things, on the negative and you know, it's, I realized it's all about mindset. Of course, some days mm -hmm. it's okay to feel your feelings and you know, sulk in them. And you know, like I always say like in our, our nonprofit, like we have, uh, we wanna continue doing our podcast, once you feel you heal. But that's exactly what it is. It's once you realize your feelings, you begin to heal. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that's so important for you to take that time to yourself if you're struggling through anything, to really take time and date yourself, get to know what you like, what you don't like, figure out your your triggers, your, you know, just date yourself. And I feel like that yeah. was like such a crucial part of my life because it really, made me take a step back and reflect on all the things I went through and, you know, realize like, okay, what could have been done differently or what can you do now? Um, you know, just, just analyzing everything that I went through mm -hmm. and then, you know, for preventing anything else, like, you know, but I feel like also medication really did help me too. It was a journey trying to find the right medication for me to help me. And I do want to like let people know that like sometimes like when you switch medication, especially antidepressants, one of the symptoms is like symptoms of suicide. So I feel like it is you do have to be careful with that because a lot of people unfortunately die from suicide. And mm -hmm. there was one instance I know that a, a girl was really depressed because of her antidepressants. Like she was really suicidal because of that. So it's really mm -hmm. unfortunate, but I think it's 
something that should be talked about too just so people know like you know if you are taking medication it is a little trial that you have to take like not everything works for everyone you have to find what works best for you and you know that fixes your chemical imbalance in your brain mm -hmm. so it was that was also part of my journey too is figuring that out so first of all thank you for sharing that with us i think that that has helped a lot of people listening um, because a lot of people struggle with this and go through um, these complications within yourself. Yeah. And I think what you said about dating yourself is very important because I've just recently started to do that. And I feel like I'm learning so much about myself that's helping me remember who I was exactly. before. Yeah. So that's you are so becoming because I still exactly. feel like we're, we're always evolving. We're always growing. We're always be trying to become the best form of ourselves and I feel like taking that time away and realizing I need to set boundaries I need to love myself I need to not put up with anything I need to not settle for less than I deserve like realizing those things really helps you become more confident in yourself mm -hmm. and you know I feel like people notice that around you like you attract what you're giving off mm -hmm. so I feel like that has helped me in my life just because I've like also opened up that you know being vulnerable but also so many people are being helped as well and i feel like they realize like it it takes you to really put in the effort to work for yourself to get better mm -hmm. 100 so let's talk about the miss texas usa pageant that we just oh. competed in <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie i've been so emotional thinking about it because it uh. was just I had the greatest time. Like it was I, so I, much fun. It was so much fun. And I can't say that about my first year because mm -hmm. my first year I was so in my head. Like I had so much anxiety. Like, and I, I felt like I was conforming to the pageant norms, you know, had the mm -hmm. extensions, the, you know, I wasn't really focused on what I wanted. So this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be myself. And just have and, fun with it. And I soak in the moment because I didn't do that last year. I wanted to really soak it in and have fun and like hang out with all of you guys. It was just a blast. I love that. And guess where that got you? Being yourself got you to Miss Congeniality yeah. and placing top five. I know. I that is insane. Thought. It was the best feeling ever. Um, third runner up still feels like a win like a huge win. yeah <laughs> oh my god importantly i feel like the miscongeniality i can't even say the word congeniality award um was the biggest win of all i, I couldn't like agree I, not only was that just it felt amazing for whoever voted for me to have voted for me but like i really made such great friendships and lifelong memories and I wish I could go back because the weekend is just so short. I know. But Miley, I just want to say it was so obvious to us that you were Miss Congeniality because you have something about you that you have this just this welcoming, nurturing nature about you, this femininity that I was talking about earlier with you <laughs> that you just invite people in. And it's like when you walk into a room, it's as if you've given everyone a hug and you've just oh, embraced oh everyone. And the it's the most thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So that's why I, leading into 
the next question. What do you believe is an important factor people can be more consciously aware of when connecting and building healthy relationships with the world around them? Because you obviously are great at building relationships with people. You're great at connecting with people. What is something that you, if people are saying, Hey, like I, you know, I really want to connect with more people. I really want to meet, meet more people, put myself out there, but I don't know how to, I don't know what qualities to build to become that person. What would you say to them? I I always remember the quote, leave people better than how you found them. I don't know Mm. why that quote always resonated with me. And I was like, I love it. I need to start doing this. So I started doing that. But also I think, you know, getting out of that mentality, like, oh, I'm shy. I'm uncomfortable. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people do have social anxiety and I even have it. I'll explain that a little bit later, but, um, you know, just getting out of that negative headspace and be like, you know what, I'm going to go up to someone. I'm going to make them feel good. I want to talk to them. I want to get to know people. Like there's so much you can learn from just having conversations with others and um, just, you know, opening that conversation of vulnerability or just, you know, getting to know and small talk. I feel like I'm horrible with small talk because I like to talk a lot, but (laughs) small talk is obviously like the first step you should take in you know become like wanting to be more social mm-hmm. but i feel like it's important to uh get out of that that mentality like i'm shy like i, I don't want to go up to someone like you know i'm scared but you know i always feel like you know like at miss Texas, like perfect example like people would ask like hey can i sit right here like of course you can sit right here like imagine if someone and i know there's people out there that you know shut people out and mm-hmm. I just don't like seeing that. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I agree. And I'm the worst at small talk because I will be, I'm the person where it'll be the first five minutes that you've met me, if not you know the first life. 15 <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, tell me who you are. Tell me what your fears are. Tell me yeah. what you love. I'm just like, let me get to know you because and I think I people are so people intriguing. Like and I think yeah, people do, do appreciate you asking those things because it's never like you know that saying it's never um oh how are you it's what are you doing (laughs) yeah yeah. so when you ask those important questions people actually are like oh my god someone actually cares to get to know me and which is you know rare to have those conversations nowadays i agree i agree i feel like a lot of people are guarded and afraid to open up and connect with people putting up a front for whatever reason that's okay yeah um, but you know, when, when they realize that you, you really want to get to know them, it's like, they just get really engaged in the conversation and really excited to meet new people. So I feel like also yeah. having openness and open mind, whenever you approach someone, like, you know, you, you just ask those personal questions, not too personal, of course, but you're asking them to open up if they want to, if not, that's fine. See. But- I see I noticed that in people that they do it like that and I like it when people ask that too what's too personal because (laughs) I feel like asking broad questions and having them have the opportunity to get personal yes um I agree and you if they open that door up then you can definitely ask questions about the topic that they're talking about Mm -hmm. um but i wouldn't like ask off the bat like 
what mental health issues do you struggle with or I don't know no, for sure but I so I'm I'm very like the reason I call this the naked gal podcast the reason my social media is the naked gal naked is gal. like I just want to be that person that people feel mm-hmm. you know automatically comfortable to open up with but I realized that when I approach people as who I am to the most <laughs> naked self Mm-hmm. It enables them to do the same because they feel safe. Yes, it, exactly, exactly. It's safe. It's right? It's a safe conversation. And I think it's safe because you're open-minded. And mm. when you talk to open-minded people, you feel welcome, you feel not judged because they understand you. They understand that we have differences. And 100%. celebrate those differences and embrace them. And I love that because that's you're giving people the opportunity to really open themselves up a little bit more maybe that they've never done or haven't done as much and I feel like that's just a beautiful thing and that's why I like to hear your podcasts because you really ask those the right questions to people for them to open up if they want to or not but you know they have because it is being naked and it feels so good to be vulnerable because you find so much strength in yourself whenever you admit to whatever struggles or vulnerabilities that you may have. 100%. Speaking of strengths, what do you feel is your superpower? Oh, my strength? I would say being vulnerable. Oof, I love that answer. I would say that because I feel like being vulnerable has made me realize that I am much stronger than I think and that has honestly like i feel like boosted my confidence because i'm not afraid to be myself i'm not afraid for people to judge me based on my experience because that's my life like you know and i feel like that's yeah. my confidence more because i don't care what others have to say because they're entitled to their own opinions too and mm-hmm. it's really none of my business so with that mentality i feel like it's also helped my confidence as well I feel like when you bring light to the dark parts of you, it helps. It, 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 there's no shadows left and it helps you create, you create resilience. Exactly. You glow from within and that, that people notice, like they notice how you feel about yourself. It's not how you look. And it's contagious. It's it's contagious contagious because they're like, I want to feel that way. I want to be like that girl that takes no shit like you know yeah that that girl that takes things head on and isn't afraid to be herself and admit defeat um yeah that's i think we're gonna we're gonna have to beep out shit twice (laughs) i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) i'm like i want Uh, like i i feel like it's so important for teenage especially young like girls to listen to stuff like this because it just empowers them i agree especially like at the young age i i was at and like in the mentality i felt like i was so alone and like i felt discouraged to be myself because Mm -hmm. of how other people would think about me but eventually when you grow up you realize it's really not important yeah, I met a I met a lady at the nail salon this morning that was telling me how her daughter is. She's like, she's so beautiful, but she's a brat. 
and she needs to she needs to know how to be kind and cultivate light and yada 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 and i yeah. i ended up giving her my card and i was like you know maybe ask her to tune in to the podcast and i'm hoping that she gets a chance to listen to this episode because yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think we're all brats we i mean you know it happens we're all like you but you grow up <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, kindness takes you further and it's contagious and it just makes you a better person. And, and I realized I want to be better, too. Exactly. So. I real I realized that the parts of my life where I was the most bratty mm -hmm. was when I was carrying shame for not exactly. showing up as the girl that I was supposed to be that I knew I was. But I wasn't showing up as her because I was afraid. And I was carrying shame for that. So I was being bratty and I was taking it out on Everyone. the whole world around me. Exactly. I completely agree and relate to that like 100%. Because that's it's how I was crazy. too. I was very bratty because I was just, I had so many emotions. Like, what do I do? You know, you don't realize, you don't take that time out to realize like, hey, something's going on with me. <laughs> like, I yeah. have to take care of my health and self-love more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because but, you haven't done the work. You haven't exactly. done the work. But, you know, that's the number one thing that's so easy for us to do is just lash out. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's our, our way of showing people that we're not okay. Yes. Exactly. And now I get that. I know that. So when I see like a young teenager and they're going through some stuff, I'm like, look, they're misbehaving, acting up. There's probably something else. So just take I agree. That. But I we agree. all have to grow up and realize that in ourselves. Obviously, no one can change us. And I feel like that's a problem parents struggle with is they want to fix it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes parents just need to take a step back. And, I agree. And, you know, guide us. Help and be, yes, guide them, support them, be there for them. But don't like push things on them or push the change. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like? Um, well, let me ask you this. What do you feel like that parents can do in order to guide them, guide young women? Or what do you feel like you wish you would have been guided to at that age in order to, I guess, be led to that self-love and work that you eventually found? Yeah, from what I've noticed is like, it really takes a lot of patience to deal mm -hmm. with someone with a mental illness or just if they're in a deep depression, whatever it may be. And as a parent, of course, it has to hurt to see your child in so much pain. Of course, you want to jump in and fix it for them. But, you know, you have to be patient because you need to realize that they need to do it for themselves. And it's a journey within themselves that they must have. But what you can do is help them, guide them, be there for them, be an ear, like to hand them, lend them an ear to listen to. Um, you know, just be there for them in every step of the way. Obviously, you know, don't enable that negative behavior, of course, but there's, in with kindness, with love, um, you can definitely help your child get to where they need to be. Unconditional love, right? I feel like was an important one. And I feel like sometimes tough love is just too tough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is so common in the Hispanic culture too. Like, it's like, suck it up, you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, that's not cool. So I feel like 
acknowledging and that having that unconditional love, like I will love you no matter what. Um, no matter if you get mad at me or irritable or annoyed, um, I love you no matter what and I'm here for you and whatever you need, just, you know, be open with me. Yeah, love it. Because, what yeah, is- a sticky situation. Yeah. Also like what if they don't wanna like overstep boundaries or what if they already do overstep boundaries? Like they need to find a common like medium when it comes to dealing with someone with mental health issues. Yeah. And it goes back to the education that, you know, parents do not have of how to parent um, a young adult on how to heal and be more aware. So it goes back to that. So, okay. Um, What is a naked moment that you can share with us today that has helped you become the woman you are today? Well, besides, you know, already having dealt with depression and anxiety, um, I felt like it, it, in the weirdest sense, um, pageantry has helped because my first pageant I did, the onstage question was, what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment? Hmm. And I didn't even hesitate. I just said what I felt like I needed to say. And I never thought I would ever speak about it in public. So this was my first time speaking about my depression and anxiety in public. I said, you know, my greatest accomplishment would be overcoming my anxiety and depression. And I feel like that speaking up about that in itself catapulted everything that I've accomplished in the past two years. Mm. Um, And that has made me the woman I am today. I think my struggles, acknowledging it and sharing it with the world has made me the woman I am today. I love that. Yeah. It was a struggle, of course. It wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course. I feel like, you know, when you're there, you feel like, you want to rush things but now like looking back I'm like I had to go through that I had to struggle I had to go through everything that I went through to be where I am today exactly and I feel like um as a collective we've become so you know oh it's if it's a struggle avoid it if it's and I feel like the past generation has conditioned us to avoid mistakes and struggle and I know my parents being Pakistani always tried to prevent me from struggling And I always pushed myself to that because I felt like I was more adverse. I was building my resilience. I was building my character the more I struggled. So, you know, there is a there's a balance between that, of course. Don't, you know, purposely struggle, but expanding yourself and opening yourself up to the world and taking the punches and rolling with them and cultivating that strength, I feel like is so important because you learn so much about yourself. Yeah, I agree. I, you definitely, one of the steps into healing is learn about yourself and learn what you like, what you don't like. Um, and just start from there. I mean, it does take a while. It's yeah. not going to be a, like, you know, I'm going to do it tomorrow kind of thing. For it, sure. It took me a good, probably like five years to actually heal, heal after you know, knowing what I had and trying to figure out the medication to take and stuff like that. I feel like it took Mm -hmm. me a good minute to do that. But I also feel like the relationships you're into can affect you as well. So um, I wasn't really in relationships through that healing. And I don't know if that was important for me, you know, to really be single and date myself. Mm -hmm. But 
definitely helped. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm saying definitely helped not having those outside influences. 100%. And I think that a lot of the times when we're not, when we haven't healed and we haven't, where we're living um, in the wiring and patterns of our past, we attract more of the people that exactly. helped create that, you know? So I feel like doing that work helped you evolve, but also may have brought people into your life that helped you become more of that because we thrive off of relationships. Human yes. beings thrive off of healthy relationships. Yeah, so. and I feel like it, 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 you know, takes out the bad and leaves room for the good. Mm -hmm. And obviously that it sucks having to go through that in your life, you know, losing people you once thought would be there forever mm -hmm. or, you know, you form bonds, bonds with people. And, you know, sometimes it's also a life lesson you need to learn that people come and go as well. And, 100%. and that also takes part in the growth and the, the healing because you realize like, okay, I can, I can handle this. Like it's life. I need to learn that people come and go and that I'll be okay. Yeah. What do you believe we humanity need to spend more time building conversations around? I feel like it's, it's not necessarily the topic. It's just the way we speak to each other because mm. everyone is so in attack mode. If you disagree with them mm -hmm. or if you don't believe the same things you do, I feel like, you know, people just need to be more patient, actually listen to listen, not just to reply, like to actually, you know, take in the information that they're giving you. And agreeing to disagree, I feel like it's those parts we need to work on whenever we are talking to other people. We're I just so divided and I can't stand it, especially on social media. People get so brave behind the keyboard and it's it becomes a little bit toxic. Why do you feel that people are like that? Why do you feel like, what do you feel like divides us? I don't know. I feel like obviously the differences in what we believe in and mm -hmm. and how we perceive life and how we live our lives obviously has a oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> my Leah. It was Lydia. <laughs> Aww. Late. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, what I was saying. I what divides that, us. Yeah. I feel that with the conversations that we have, we need to be mindful and know that not everyone is going to agree and we just need to learn to disagree, but also like have those conversations, educate that other person, but don't be vulgar. Don't be angry. Don't be bitter. Like, I don't understand why people are so just angry all the time. Mm -hmm. Allow the other person to have their own opinion and outlook on life. I feel like if everyone does that, will be so much at peace but you yeah. know i feel like there's so many outside factors every the economy <laughs> the way yeah the world ego ego lack of self-love and awareness it's just it's so much takes into play and everyone is going through something so i always think that's why they act the way they act mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna shun someone for you know feeling that way or 
feeling whatever way they think. I do just, I do like to have those educational conversations. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like to learn new things and hear what people have to say as well. You know, maybe my mind does change, you know, just by listening to what the other people has to say. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's just important for us to just be kind and listen. I agree. What is self-love to you? It's just loving every part of yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, embracing your insecurities, your differences, your vulnerability, because you really truly become so, you become so happy with yourself for being that girl who can put herself out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not necessarily that for other people, but at least that's how it was for me. Um, I wasn't really ever shy, but I felt like I really feel truly myself when I'm just being me, being loud sometimes, you know, <laughs> um, being opinionated, being honest, being vulnerable. I feel like that's really made me feel like I'm actually becoming the woman that I was supposed to be. Like, this is how I'm supposed to be. Love it. What is confidence to you? It's a feeling. It's not really how you look or anything. It's the feeling that you feel whenever you wear a certain piece of clothing or just being comfortable in your skin, loving yourself for who you truly are. I feel and and having that show and like come from within people notice that so i feel like it's Mm -hmm. all that that confidence is it's the feeling yeah and once you feel confident people notice it and they're like oh she's confident like it's literally the feeling so it's and I feel like it's a state of mind too, but it's definitely yeah. I mean, I feel like when you put the state of mind and that feeling together, you not only feel confident and like your mindset is confident, but you start to look confident because you're treating yourself with so much more exactly. love. Exactly, and then other people treat you with that same like respect and confidence mm-hmm. too. Um, it just comes from within, so it's just you know, don't be afraid to be yourself. And you don't feel yourself, you know, feel, feel yourself, yourself, girl. Yeah, exactly. Feel yourself. <laughs> love yourself. Rock it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What gives you hope for a brighter tomorrow, my Leah? I think, I don't know. I feel like we've, oh, like I've overcome so much, but I see, I see it in our generation and in mm-hmm. people, you know, being open-minded and taking you new things in, you know, not this, the, they're learning new ways. And I, that makes me kind of hopeful because I feel like we're constantly changing. The world is changing. Politics is changing. Everything is changing. So I like seeing us all change as well throughout the time. And that gives me hope for a better future because I do see our world so divided with so many issues going on. And it really breaks my heart because it's crazy that that's how our world is like we turn on the news and we see bombings and Mm -hmm. people being racially profiled and it's just ridiculous but it's been there forever but it i'm just in shock that it's still going on and i just hope that people keep changing their old way of thinking and accepting Mm -hmm. others for who they are so what is what do you feel like what were you saying? I do hope everything gets better. I think that's where I'm coming from. 
Yeah. In the sense of everyone else in their in the different countries. And I mean, all we can do is really focus on what we can control, right? I feel like if we focus on what we can control and yeah. take that to build more kindness and love exactly. and vulnerability. Like you see that in the world and you you want to bring that love and peace. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like it's, it's, I think we all are really on edge though. I mean, it does take a toll, like seeing that stuff, like knowing that's going around our yeah. world. It's it, but we do have to keep thinking like, hey, we need to spread that kindness because that's what we need. That's what the world needs. The world needs love and kindness. Yeah, I agree. What is one thing that you feel, um, if there's one thing that someone takes away from your story, from your life experiences up until today, what is that one thing that you'd want them to take away? that no matter what you are going through you can overcome whatever struggle you may have it may seem like the end but it is not like there is so much more that you will learn and grow from yourself and this is just the beginning trust the process and believe in yourself never give up because you are not alone exactly exactly everyone is going through something and but we first and foremost we have to take care of ourselves because yeah. in order to take care of other people we have to have ourselves taken care of 100 <laughs> percent. you can't pour from an empty cup right exactly my leah you are such a beautiful soul That's inside incredible. out <laughs> no I'm so glad we finally got to do this I, I feel know. like every time we do have conversations, I feel like I am on a podcast. Like, because even when we're in person, <laughs> like, you always ask those deep, good questions that, you know, oh. really make you reflect on life. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the greatest thing you could ever say to me. You know what my name means? What? To self reflect. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I was like, I that's good. good I was like, good job, mom. Very on brand. <laughs> right? I love it. Well, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for finally. I know we were playing hot potato with this, but thank you for finally taking the time uh, to do this with me. It's, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people gain so much fun. Oh my God. You are, we're going to be friends for a long time. <laughs> That's for sure. I can't wait to like actually like be. Being able to hang out with you and I know we definitely need to make a do a little reunion for like Houston, whoever's in Houston. Yeah, that would be so fun. Let's start planning that. Yes, I know. I really do miss all the girls and having those deep connections because, yes, we are pageant girls, but we are completely normal. We go through a lot of stuff. We, you know, we're not like I feel like the world thinks pageant girls are like. Above, not above it but you know like we don't have issues or we don't have yeah issues. and that's not the case we are or they're empty yeah or they're ed not educated and that's not the case at all not at all so i love you know how going into pageantry that was also something i learned and i i just love every woman that i've met in the journey i agree me too i i think it's been great and it's only helped me see all that I can become by seeing all these strong and empowered women and just being being surrounded by that. They're fine. They're not. Yeah. 
you know, they're mature. They are, it's because they're confident within themselves. When you're confident too, like you're in a room filled of confident women, no one really is your competition. You know, you yourself are your competition. So you treat others as if they're your friends and you're close and you, you know, it's just, you have that respect for the other women too, because everyone is so worthy and they're educated, intelligent. And it's just like, you're surrounded by all this beauty, but the beauty's mm-hmm. inside, obviously not on the outside. Of course, everyone's beautiful too, yeah. but I'm talking about their personality and their soul and what they've accomplished. Inside out. Yeah. 100%. Okay, so if any of the listeners here today have a question for you or want to reach out to you, how can they connect to you? Are you on social media? Of course you are. I am on social media. (laughs) Um, I would say um, they can go to my personal Instagram, Maelia, M-A-E-L-I-A, Texas, T-X. It's M-A-E-L-I-A-T-X. Or they could go to, I guess, Mental Monarchs, which is my nonprofit. Um, Instagram or my books Instagram you can do it chickadee we talk a lot about mental health on both of those um, platforms so if you want to know more about that get um, resources information anything you need psychoeducation just go to those two um, awesome before we go um, tell me a little bit about your nonprofit because I want to make sure we highlight on that Oh, yes. So my nonprofit is called Mental Monarchs. Um, We are an official Texas 501c3. Um, We basically focus on mental health awareness, psychoeducation, and sharing resources amongst um, Latin community, the Rio Grande Valley. And we really want to become bigger throughout Texas. Um, So we're just working on just continuing educating the public in hopes to end the stigma on mental health. And, you know, we, we will be starting our podcast up again soon, but I don't know how soon that'll be. But what we do talk about there is, you know, certain topics as like in, uh, like as coping mechanisms or transitioning from high school to college, you know, things like that, that can affect our mental health, you know, just having those conversations. So they're not so like taboo, you know? Mm-hmm, 100%. And I think the more we normalize that, the more comfortable people come become with having yeah. those conversations. And so I love people don't like to have those conversations in person. So that's why I do like social media a lot, because you mm-hmm. can get a lot of good information and um, find the resources that you need through there. Um, mm-hmm. We also have a website, www.mentalmonarchs.com, where we share resources, stories, um, books you can read. Um, and future events that we are um, doing. Love it. Uh, thank you so much, Maya. It was such so a pleasure. Happy you had me. Thank you so much. <laughs> this was amazing. I know. I had such a blast. I want to do this like forever. <laughs> you know, we, but we, you and I can talk for days. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know this. I know. Right. Okay. Well, hopefully um, everyone is doing amazing. And if you're not, just know that it will get better. Yes, ma'am.